once again, everyone, as we inch ever so closely toward the 2019 race season, it is the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast for the Fox River Racing Club down here at the X Bar. Episode 31, Jeff Tisler. Bobby Truzinski. Andy Monday, I can't even remember who that is. <laughs> he ran CWRA, like when CWRA was CWRA. Now it's back. Okay. Um, like late 80s, early 90s. I'll go Black 31. Okay, I'll go Corey Jankowski and Colin Slife, the Tundra guys. Hey, you still mine. Kelsey Schultz, Larry Schotten. Jeff Burton. Yeah, everybody was number 31 at the Dells when I worked there for some reason. It was uh, it was crazy. That's what all the cool kids do. I Robbie guess. Gordon. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Dan, how are you? Aside from uh, rocking a mop top. I'm doing all right. All right. You look, uh, you look like a gentleman from the 70s. Is that kind of a Ron Burgundy haircut there? We were talking about spirit animals before the show. I'm going to go with Sheepdog. Okay. <laughs> Do you think he's even seen Anchorman and knows who Ron Burgundy is? I have not seen Anchorman oh all the way through. Goodness. All the way through. However... Has he watched I do know who Ron Burgundy is. Have you seen them? What have you watched since yes. the last podcast? <laughs> what have you? Uh, I have watched Days of Thunder. You've twice. finally seen twice. it twice. Twice. Very Holy good. cow. Breaking news. Very good. Breaking. Breaking. And? Verdict? Takeaways? Well, I think we've seen winners with worse looking cars. <laughs> At WIR. <laughs> in really, recent history. You really think so? They, I've never recalled, aside from maybe when Jeff Van Outenhoven won the white race that one year. Yeah, the red race after it was all duct taped. Right. I don't, I don't recall seeing cars come through where they're basically so charred and rubber <laughs> laden that you can't even read the graphics on the car. Okay. Uh, have you watched the uh, street stocks? <laughs> even those look prettier than that mellow yellow car going to victory lane. Mm, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. What did you think of Russ Wheeler's girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't Bring know. back some memories from Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a little rough. Yeah, that's not the beer talking. Yeah. Rough. Sh- Russ probably should have been able to do better. He, he seemed like a winning driver. Yeah. Yeah. Fun but. fact for you: Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman got married. That's where they started out. Was that movie? Yeah. Yep. That's where it all started. And that's when he started Scientology too. Dan's just shaking his head. <laughs> Race car things, aside from Days of Thunder, since the last time we talked, Speed Weeks. was a really nice Wisconsin representation down there. Gabe Summers was there. Sam Mayer, who is from Milwaukee, but races mostly out of the North Carolina area. Uh, Derek Krause was down there. Dan Fredrickson from Minnesota. Uh, Carson Quapel was down there, if you kind of want to tie him back to the area. Yeah, Jeremy Miller. Had Jeremy a Miller week. had a really nice week. Brent Strelka. Brent Strelka. What happened to Brent? Uh, they ran two nights. Uh, the first night they were down there, um, they were actually running pretty decent. Um, they were kind of running right with Bubba Pollard and Fredrickson, and that maybe like ninth to twelfth group. And then uh, there was a caution, and they came in because they had a power steering issue, so they called it a night after that. Um, the second night, I'm not quite sure but I, I don't know if they ended up finishing that night either they did not um but they went down there for the experience i talked to brent afterwards and stuff and um it was pretty eye-opening for them uh just financially what those teams are bringing what you're they're spending what they're up against and uh i think they had a lot of good takeaways you know i think they're interested in going back in the future but yeah definitely getting your ducks in a row and getting your feet wet and 
like, hey, you beat everybody up from up here that didn't go. Right. You know, so yeah. you put your neck out there to do it. It's pretty awesome to see. Went down there a couple of times when I was working at Circle Track, and it's a neat experience. You go there, you know, every night. It's so it, the program skews a little bit differently as some of the support classes, and then sometimes the super late models are off, and usually you're fighting rain one or two nights out of those weeks. But yeah, it, it really is a neat experience, and I never believed that Florida cold is actually cold because <laughs> they would tell you, you know, it's going to be 40 degrees and it's going to be 100% humidity, you are going to absolutely freeze to your bones. And I, I never believed them. I'm like, I'm from Wisconsin. You know, I'll wear short sleeves out in 40-degree weather. You can't scare me. <laughs> and I tried it with 100% humidity. Holy crap. That felt worse than zero degrees. It's got, like, that light mist going oh, on. It just it's feels raining. terrible. It goes right <laughs> to like it was outside today. Right yeah. to your bones. Today was nasty. <laughs> But I guess one of the takeaways really this year from the uh, from the experiences down there that everybody had, I actually did run into Gabe Summers and some of his crew a couple of weeks ago, and they said, you know, they were really happy that they didn't have to repair anything that they brought home. I mean, typically, Speed Weeks kind of has that reputation of if you want to make it through the whole time, you better bring at least two of everything and then maybe three of some things because you're more than likely to bring home at least one of something in a bucket. But this year it seemed pretty clean, I thought. Yeah, there were a lot of nights that I watched on the uh, Fans' Choice TV. They did a great job with their presentation oh, yeah. uh, so everybody back home could follow along. And um, there were a lot of nights that went green to checkered. And you didn't see some of the names that historically we normally see down there, the Stephen Nassie, Stephen Wallace, uh, Donnie Wilson, like a lot of the super late big-name guys um, that run in that region weren't really there every week, but... David did Rogers? Have, David Rogers' car was actually being driven by well, yeah. Bubba Pollard. I know, yeah. Yep, I know um, that one. But, yeah, I think you, you changed the group up a little bit. You had a little bit different dynamic, and it made for some good racing. So. And it was a really young group this year. Mm -hmm. I think that's oh, yeah. that's something we should look at. And a lot of Fury cars. You know, you had uh, you had Logan, Sam Mayer. Logan Speedy? Yep. Was it a 21 car? Sergey. Yeah, Sergey. I think whatever us. the campy car was, yep. if that car was there. Um, yeah, it's a lot of Fury cars, and we're going to start seeing more of those up here as well. So, uh, you know, Johnny DeAngelis has one. I'm sure we'll see him here a bit at Kakana. Travis uh, Dasso. Travis Dasso has one. Steve Apel has one. He'll be at the Tundra race. So, Gabe just, Summers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I, I've heard, and Andy, maybe you can kind of get to this. Now, Kyle Busch and Hamke he basically bought that out, correct? That's basically his operation, and now there are, is going to be an infusion of another chassis, basically a Kyle Busch special. And rowdy, I'm, I'm, rowdy chassis. I'm already hearing some talking that within the next four or five years, we're probably going to see quite a few of those. You know, everything was left-hander Pathfinder for quite a while, and then the Hamkeys came in, and you know, we still see the race techs, and now there's this infusion of fury, but they're might be a new infusion coming down the line here as as someone who is wearing a pathfinder chassis hat you know what what's your thought process on that i mean i know you guys you know jvo is changing over to the pathfinder this year you guys kind of bounce around on the chassis a little bit so uh you know what's what's your thought on that it can't be um, something you want to do too much right no definitely not i think sometimes it's you get it with some racers where it's just flavor of the week. They see what chassis out there, what one's doing well, which one's winning, and I got to have that. Um, but I think the more important side is 
who you're comfortable working with and getting that tech support with. So um, you brought up Fury. Uh, Wimmer, you know, Chris Wimmer's really big with that. Um, he's working with Harrison Burton and stuff down there. So now Chris is back in Wausau, and he's selling Furies around here. So, you know, the Gabe Summers, the John DeAngelis, the guys you named off there that have Furies, Steve Apel, um, they're all going to be kind of working through the Wimmer camp and sharing information and, and trying to help one each other out. And that's really what Left-Hander and Pathfinder have built the same thing over the years. So it kind of goes, you know, in, in streaks a little bit. You know, the left-handers got big around here after Mackenzie dominated for years. Um, the Pathfinders have done well at Kakana here the last couple of years, so now you've seen more of those. Um, you know, the Race Techs obviously had their run, too. Several years of championships with Van Oenhoven and other drivers. So, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. You know, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's a piece of metal, and we got to figure out how to make it turn the corner and get down the straightaway. So. You hear that a lot. It's just a piece <laughs> of metal, but... It's the people. It's the. I, I was just gonna say. I, I think a, a lot of what you mentioned there with the, the actual people that get involved in these sorts of things, that it's really kind of making the difference. You know, I talked to Scott and Terry after they've been working with Joe down there at Pathfinder for a little while, and you know, seem pretty like they have a pretty good relationship going so far. And you know, Joe Wood and that entire camp down there at Pathfinder. You talked about Matt Kenseth dominating in left-handers, but you know, Ross Kenseth ran a Pathfinder, and Matt's kind of you know, been involved in that camp since Joe got there and Jason Schuler's down there. So there's quite a quite a good knowledge base down there too. Yeah, and the more the more cars you get running in different tracks, the more not that everybody's just calling up and giving away their information, but you know, for example, Gary Lamont wants to come up and run the Tundra Race Kakana. He hasn't been here in forever. He's already been talking to me about, hey, if I come up there, will you help me out? Kind of giving me a baseline idea. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't I, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing goes if I want to go down to Slingers. So you kind of just have that network and you're building that together. Um, and um, at the end of the day, it's that's what it's about is the people, the relationships. And I think uh, the 45 team seeing that. And it's nice, you know, a guy like Joe Wood, who's from Madison, he was up here every Thursday last year helping out Greasebach. You know, he'd be over by the efforts car, um, helping out all the different teams because – you know, even though Casey Johnson won the championship or we won the championship the year before, if you ask Joe Wood, his favorite night last year is when the fast time was Brent Strelko with a Pathfinder and the top five in the feature were all Pathfinders. He can drive home with a grin on his face the whole way. You know what I mean? That That's really cool to guys like that when they see that everybody's being successful with their stuff, not just one car or two. Yeah, so... You know, there's there's still a couple other uh, creative things out there too. Lowell Bennett is uh, out in the right foot camp. We'll still see uh, Race Tech with Bobby Kendall and a couple others. Corey Manders, I believe, has one. Yep. Randy um, Schuler. Randy yep. Schuler's got one. So, you know, you'll have your left uh, left-handers. Uh, Mickey Shelley's made the change over to that as well. So, you know, if you're a fan or if you're listening in on this podcast and we're speaking completely outside your realm of possibility or, or what you're understanding, just go down and talk to your favorite driver. Ask him these kinds of questions. I mean, you know, anybody that kind of sits up in the stands and just watches these cars going around the track may not understand. There is a whole culture to what you're putting inside the race car and so much of a thought process as to which one to choose and who does better here, who's good on a bumpy track, who's got the best setup for this, who's got the best setup for that. It really is quite a, a research project. And, you know, even if you've got something and you're happy with it, you're still kind of looking around all the time too to see what else is going on. 
Yeah, absolutely. And everybody's trying to get better. And, you know, to put it in the simplest terms for someone listening, if you don't quite get it, I mean, why do some people like Chevys and why do some people like Fords? And there's the whole debate with, you know, Dodges are better than Toyotas and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of, it gets to be chassis wars a little bit because you could make any one of those chassis work at any given track with enough effort. But um, I think it just goes back to who you want to partner with, who you want to work with. Um, to try to build those relationships and kind of move it forward. So speaking of that, you know, we talk about new and exciting. What do we know for this year? It still seems kind of early. We're like, what, 60 days away from the Tundra race? Yeah, we're getting there, and it sounds like it's going to be a pretty good field. You mentioned Gary Lamont's coming, uh, Steve Apel, I would imagine Dennis Prunty. So Alex Prunty talked to him Alex last night. Prunty. He's excited about yeah, it. Yeah, so we're going to actually have, like, a whole bunch of WIR champions, a whole bunch of Slinger champions, and then kind of all of the rest of our Tundra guys that are going to mix it up and make things interesting as well. Now, let, let's uh, let's flash forward. Let's get into your camp and in, into your head right now at this time of the year. You know, whether you're starting on May 11th or May 5th <laughs> or whenever you're starting, where do you want to be? Where does Andy Monday and where does any racer want to be as far as progress in the garage should you be done or should you be close to done i know a few guys who haven't started yet i won't name names but where one of them might own this bar yeah where is the where is the ideal place to be in march with a may start honestly for me um by the end of march i want to have my car on scales because as soon as the weather dries up in april i I typically don't want to be the first car on the track at Kakana because there's still a lot of crap on the track and you don't really get a good reading. Um, but after some people have put some rubber down and the track's been cleaned off, if you can get on the track by mid-April, late-April and start uh, getting some test runs in and shaking the car down getting the bugs worked out, that's kind of where I feel most comfortable. Um, but like you said, I think everybody's at a different point. You know, Like looking back at photos and stuff from last year, this coming weekend, my car was already lettered, and we're going to the Motorama show up in Green Bay for WIR, everything else. Well, this year, we're not quite that far, so it's like, in one sense, it's almost like, hey, we're a little bit behind last year, but at the same time, we don't really have to be on the track till May 11th, so it's not like we're not procrastinating, but there's other things that you want to focus on and work on, okay, maybe we should redo that while this is a part, and really trying to work smart about building the car, so... You know, if you have the body and everything off of it, do the drivetrain and the brakes and the hubs and not be working over other things and put that stuff on last if you can. Um, and then really kind of use April as a month to do your final setup, your final nut and bolt check, a shakedown at the track, you know, get the trailer out of the snowbank that's stored <laughs> away somewhere, get that organized. Um, just get all the different kind of things lined up for the season. The radio's got to get charged up, them been sitting somewhere. You know, just all the different little things. Just so when it comes week one, you're not scrambling because you pulled an all-nighter the night before and now you don't know where half your shit is, you know. And that's that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, and it's really amazing to think that we are, you know, so close, less than two months away to the, to the opening race. I mean, it seems like we just closed things up here not too long ago, but I, I don't know. It seems like that first part of the offseason goes so slow from about October until maybe January. Yep. And then January legs a little bit. You get into February, and all of a sudden it's like, 
Oh wow! <laughs> you know, well, we've got stuff. Got, we've got stuff to do here. You got the snowball derby and speed weeks, and then Daytona, Daytona and the winter showdown, and kind of gets everything revved just, up and going. You get all that jam packed into like three weeks, right at the beginning of February right. into January, and that's where everything kicks off. And then you get the what is it? The icebreaker uh, coming up in three weeks. Yeah, that one's really close. And I know. At, Actually, like, my my first race is going to be in two weeks. Oh. Uh, I'm helping the American Ethanol Late Model Tour down at the LaSalle Thaw Brawl. Oh, nice. The 29th and 30th of March. Wow. They asked me to come and help them out a little bit, and I've never been there, so why not? I hope I don't have Matt to That says, I've announced hockey games <laughs> so far. I know how to dress. Yeah, I, I was going <laughs> to say, I really hope I don't need to wear my hockey jackets, but I, I will have them there and prepared, but... Yeah, that should be a good time. I've I've heard good things about this particular race, so uh, gonna go out there and help them a little bit, and I don't know, see what yeah. that's all about. See if it actually thaws out too, you know. Should be good. Should be, you know. Tomorrow's supposed to be like 55. Next yep. week, all the next week's in the 40s. So right. But now going back to what Dan said, I think um, you hear that too from a lot of the vendors and engine builders. You know, uh, I deal with Donnie at B&B Race Engines and. You know, buy a lot of stuff from Dave from Right Foot here in Appleton, and they both said the same thing. Like, you kind of get the end of the season, it just drops off. You don't hear from nobody. You get through the holidays. You have a straggler here and there. Then all of a sudden, Speed Weeks happens, Daytona happens. Now the phone's ringing off the hook, and everybody wants something. Like, where were you for the last four months? It's the racer's alarm clock. All of a sudden, uh uh-oh, I got to get going here. Yeah, we, we see that at Five Star a little bit, too. That that Monday after the Daytona 500, the phones did not stop ringing. Guys <laughs> suddenly remember they needed a windshield or a quarter panel or a nose, and, and there it was. So those are, uh, yeah, those are the kinds of things that happen. But, hey, you know, it's a hobby. Nobody's doing this for a living. Well, there are a few, but most of the people that we know that do it aren't. So, I mean, even myself as a promoter, I have to keep the alarm clock going too because get everything you get busy things on track you know you get busy with stuff but i think we're in line for a pretty good tundra race uh krolls is back on so nice we're gonna be happy to have them uh as part of the part of the event again uh, you'll see the midwest compact series here for the first time i don't have aside i think we talked about this but aside from a double o race have four cylinders ever raced on the half mile no no so that'll be a first time. And it's a neat group. Uh, there's a bunch of them from around here, but they also have a bunch from Michigan, lower Michigan. So there's going to be some guys traveling. What are they racing? I'm sorry, what was is that? Is that on the Tundra race? That is on the Tundra okay. race, yeah. The night race. The night race, yeah. We're going to try it under the lights again, and oh, fingers crossed. <laughs> that A 0% chance of rain does not turn into rain at 6 <laughs> o'clock again. There's nothing more frustrating than that. Well, how late can you race? Did you ask Danny and Ginger that? Like, can you just leave the lights on, just get it done by 2 in the morning? Well, we knew it was going to keep raining. That was the problem. But, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to find that out. <laughs> or not. Hopefully it's yeah, just I, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. I, I'm a night owl, so if we got to do it, we'll do it. But When do the pits open that race? Do you uh, know? We're, we're going to probably go at, like, 1 o'clock. Perfect. We're going to make it a an easier day for everybody. You know, a lot of those races, they'll open them up. Last year we opened up real early, and we 
practiced a lot, and I got some feedback from some drivers that that maybe was a little too much. So <laughs> now we're going to kind of go the other way a little bit and cut some practice out, try to save some dollars that way. You know, I hate to say I'm trying to save racers money because... You are inadvertently doing it by helping them yeah. from themselves. I'm a, I'm attempting to. I'm sure they'll figure out ways <laughs> to spend money. Jason Schultz said that once at one of his driver's meetings. He said, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you I'm trying to save you money because you'll just go buy a bigger hauler. But <laughs> I'm going to try to cut I'm going to try to try cut this expense out right. for you. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes, right? Um, we should have enough time for everything. Uh, there's uh, the sport trucks and the figure eights are going to be part of the program too. So there's not going to be a lot of needs. Yeah, not going to be a lot of need for practice. The figure eights probably won't practice at all. No, I wouldn't think <laughs> so. Do they ever? Well, sometimes you got to wonder, like if they've ever been behind the wheel before. That's I'm true. Joking, joking. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the entire season is just practice for the Eva destruction. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So here's a here's another chance for exactly. It, right? Open it up. Yep. Yeah. And then maybe we can get some of the Slinger guys up here too because they're off. How many that figure way. eight cars will be done by May 11th? Ooh, that I is a real question. Here's the wake up call, figure eight drivers. <laughs> okay, um, I've got, got an months. even better question. Is the owner of this bar even going to have his started by May 11th? I don't know. Like. Do they have to do a lot of work to them, though? Or do they just go stick them in the back of the shed? Or if you're Terry Van Roy, it kind of just sits on the trailer outside. With yep, the I've seen that before. Probably drain the water out of the yeah. block so it doesn't crack over the winter. And Perfect. Uh, I mean, I think. Well, I mean, look at uh, Meyer Dig Offer last year. Weeds. This last year. Look at Meyer Offer. He yeah. pulled the old yellow and purple one out of the barn and still had bird crap on it and was racing it. <laughs> oh. And winning. and winning, yeah, and yeah. winning. That's that's, that's the, the big part. part. That's the key part. <laughs> kind of like Skylar Holshausen story you told me last year from the icebreaker. Which was? Where he just pulled the car out for the the day before they had practice, and they just rolled it out of the trailer and hadn't been out since the fall. Perfect. And had to bleed the brakes and <laughs> replace a couple things, and he ends up running like third. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Skylar's a different animal like that. <laughs> yeah. What's his spirit animal? I don't know a hawk. Yeah, I don't know, but he can. Yeah, he could. He could take a race car and do some pretty magical things. Yeah, but so that's the Tundra race. I was and asking selfishly about what time the pit gates open for because that. you wanted to. You <laughs> wanted to be a little later. I double booked that day, so again, I, I have a du, I have a duathlon in the morning. Oh gosh, so I'm gonna try to do you a duathlon and then I come, come and do some racing on the Saturday. There you go. You're gonna die. See how many miles I get in. Oh, he's not. He's gonna be prepared. That's no, if the gates open at one, I'll be able to take a nap. That's just that's the war, that's just a warm up. Yeah, the duathlon's <laughs> the warm up. Kind of like when you see hockey players running around like jogging and stuff before they go out on the ice. Like beating the hell out of themselves, just warming up. Yeah. So I was gonna say Tundra race, but then after that, the very popular pit party is gonna return. Are you looking forward to that? It was fun last year. It was the inaugural one. I think yeah, they I liked it. Sold out of burgers and everything. They went through way way more stuff than they thought they were gonna be. But it's nice getting people down there, and hopefully the weather cooperates for that too. Yeah. So that'll be the following Thursday, which I believe is the 16th. Yep. Because we start on the 23rd. Yep. So, exactly. yeah, mark your calendar for that. If you didn't make it out for that last year, highly suggest it. Probably I, had like 35 cars, 30 cars. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, there, there was a pretty pretty good amount of drivers that were there. You come down, you get to talk to the drivers, you get to socialize with fans and crew members and track workers and all those kinds of things that 
You know, it's just maybe not an opportunity you might get on a Thursday night. And, you know, certainly not the amount of time because you can come at 5 and stay till 7, 8, 9. So come and hang out and meet people, greet people, just get ready for the race season again. Yeah, it was pretty busy last year, I think, right around 5, 5.30. There was a big line for the food stand and... um, there's, there's no practice. There's no cars on the track. I mean, they actually let you just drive down and park your personal vehicle right on the track and walk down in the pits. It's it's kind of like after the on a Thursday night where everybody comes down, but it's there's no race and um, it's pretty cool. I think there was yeah probably around 25, 30, 35 cars last year, all different divisions and different things going on. Well, I know there were eight to ten sizzling fours just by themselves. And probably about five to ten more late models and super late models. So, I mean, that's 25 to 30 right there. Yep. Yeah, so. Yeah, and the few sport trucks that we had and a couple of. Four cylinders and stuff, yep. Well, four cylinders had, I think, the highest turnout, but that's because they're. Because they're cool. They're cool, and there's so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> and they they like to get their stuff done early, too, because a lot of them will run those Enduros. Yep. Yeah, the and Dell's there's, Enduro. There's an got... Enduro that was supposed to take place this upcoming weekend, which would be St. Patrick's Day weekend, that unfortunately there's too much snow still on the grounds <laughs> there, so they have to wait for it to melt, and they're going to try again the following weekend, which would be the 23rd, I believe. Come on, it's the Dell's. They clean up the snow real quick. Yeah, last year they got a front yeah. end motors and dump trucks and hauled it out of there. Yeah, this Hopefully year they, they don't got have to do that this year. They uh, they got a little bit more of an excavating cost this year, or a quote I should say. So oh, had to kind of hold off on that. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way Mother Nature is going, could be cleaned up by Saturday. It could be, but <laughs> it also be will be very soggy. Very soggy. Yeah. 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 So, and there have been a lot of seepage problems and things there last year, toward the end of the year. If you remember the WCS race, they had to chop up the track and let some water run down because they were weeping. Runs so, right down the front stretch. Yeah. And, and yeah. for an endurance race, for an enduro, I mean, not a huge deal with all the street tires and things on there. But you also don't want a big puddle sitting in the turn, which may be an issue with a lot of melting yeah. snow, What, regardless if the track was fixed or not. So, um, and I know a couple of years ago they were having electrical issues at September Showdown or Halloween or something like that to the point where one of their electrical boxes was like yeah. submerged in water and was sparking. Yeah, and, and I do have good word because there are some folks there that I know pretty well that they are going to be working on all those problems as soon as the snow melts. So good. hang tight and hopefully they can get to it before the icebreaker and get all that stuff fixed. That's kind of the plan. So. Good. Uh, should be in good shape there for April 7th. What about Marshfield? What about Marshfield? Did they finally get their lights fixed? As of last year, <laughs> they were on every every night. No good. issues. No issues. I didn't really keep up with Marshfield. Yeah, no issues. With that one. But, uh, yeah, that was an odd occurrence a couple of years ago. But yeah. uh, they was have, there for that one. They have taken care of the problem. Yeah, they released their schedule this week, and it looks pretty full. I think they got a nice... Uh, Spring opener, I don't remember the exact date on it. Might be like May 19th or something like that, or maybe sooner than that. But they got a few things on the schedule this year. Cool. You ever, when was the last time you ran there? Well, we used to run there with the WCS series at least twice a year. Okay. Um, but I probably haven't been back since, I don't know, 2011 maybe. 
I really do enjoy watching racing there. It's a very interest. It's interesting how things come together at that track because it's it's got like that long sweeping plover type feel where you seem like you're turning all the time, but it's a half mile. Yep. And I've seen crate motors win, built motors, sealed motors, all kinds of things, and you're going side by side and three wide, and it's if you've never been to a race in Marshfield, I would suggest it. It's it's a half mile, but it's nothing like Kakana. It's nope. nothing like nope. Kakana. So it's you, you get to see some really funny things there. I don't know. I kind of think that the uh, dirt hill on the ha- on the uh, back stretch is probably my <laughs> yeah. favorite feature. Yeah, I've seen a few cars go up into that. <laughs> into a telephone pole. Yeah. Pete yeah. Kemp. Pete Kemp. I mean, Corey Jankowski this year at our Thunder yep. Race got beached up there. He um, actually jumped over the access road that goes up in there. I wouldn't put that past Corey. <laughs> and then... Uh, Paige Decker a couple of years ago. She yep, got I remember that one too. She and Matt Pyburn got a wreck there. So Yeah, it's an interesting place. Dan, do you, can you can you tell us things? Like? Well, we're talking about all these different racetracks. Like Yeah, you seem very interested in all these yeah, different racetracks and very different characteristics in about them. Going different well, places. Do you have any news here. that you'd be willing to share with the podcast? I mean, I may or may not have been uh, talking back and forth with a large uh, media presence with short track racing circle track magazine oh wait never oh, wait mind. uh no large. i can laugh I, can la- <laughs> I was gonna say i can laugh about that now i wasn't laughing about it last year at this time no uh, i've been talking back and forth with uh, a couple people from speed 51 and i think we're coming close to a deal where i'm gonna be doing video work for them fantastic dan the video man so highlights he yeah, is highlights. weekly highlights he is e- emerging from the cocoon andy I know we're gonna have to replace you on the podcast now. We're gonna at least have to get him. He's at least gonna have to get a haircut. Oh, I'll get a haircut. Don't worry yeah, about that. I, I hear they have standards for those kinds of things. <laughs> no, he's on the other side of the camera. Oh, yeah, but exactly. still, still, even the even on the other side, I've seen it. How many races per year will that bring you to? Don't know. <laughs> Haven't uh, talked about those kinds of details yet. We just kind of have been talking back and forth about, uh, you know, pay. I, kind of thing what i'm going to be available for that sort of stuff so yeah speed 51 has really put themselves on the map as the number one provider of short track racing news highlights videos etc you can get a lot you know, that is for get a lot of stuff from oh, yeah. them and yeah. really good coverage so be cool if you could join that team and do some highlights and some trackside live and got my fingers crossed here get yeah. free access to the snowball derby you know, I mean, there we go. Or you could just go to the Snowball Derby. Yeah, maybe. Hey, they, on behalf of Speed 51, they, paid. They send a very large team down there. That'd be a nice Look thing at how big do. Dan's eyes just got. I know. He's all excited now. I haven't seen you this excited since Cheesecake on a Stick. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't that excited about that. I was. Okay, maybe I, <laughs> I was that excited about Cheesecake on a Stick. You kept talking about it all year. Yeah. Well, that's how you get free cheesecake on a that's stick. That's true. You know? It shows up. Yeah, it just shows up all of a sudden. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Well, hey, uh, I got a question for you. I might have an answer. Are, are you going to bring back a videographer for next year as well? For? Tundra. Oh, you know, I had this videographer, but I never saw any videos. I, I, I got an explanation. I'll tell you after. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, so. I'll, I'll I'll await the explanation and then we'll find I think out. There's a Seinfeld episode like that with rental reservation. 
they have they hold the reservations to hold the reservation, but it's not hold hold the car. Mm. So the videographer, it's to take the video, but he didn't, there was no agreement that you were that I would get the video. You would actually get the video. I should have put that in writing. My bad. That is that is completely on me then. See, I told you the promoters we forget things from time to time. <laughs> things that are kind of important that we should be taking care of. That is for certain. So we got other May stuff. So once we get past the pit party, we got, got our opener. practice and tech day. Yeah. Then we've got our opener, May twenty third. Did we? Did they settle on a start time yet? Six thirty. It is going to be six thirty. Yep. Instead okay. of six forty five. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, so everything up fifteen minutes. In the hopes of getting done a bit earlier. Yep. And have they made any of the schedule changes or? Yes, I believe Order they of event were read changes. Off at I think they the were talking about January meeting minutes. Okay. Um, one of the big changes in the program was flipping the late model and super late model features. So the super late feature is actually going to run first. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. they had to do some changes with that. I think in regards to where they were going to place the semi feature, because typically the supers have a semi feature where the late models haven't the last few years. So. They're going to try to get all the half-mile stuff done except for the features before the intermission, before they switch tracks, just to eliminate the amount of time back and forth. So you're going to see a, a, a little bit of a change in the program there, but that's probably the biggest thing you'll notice. So does that also flip the heat races? Nope. They're going to keep those So the same. heat races are going to go – so it's going to be super late heat races immediately into the semi. Yep. Okay. I mean, I suppose if you do the dash last – all your right. super or your, all your uh, semi feature guys are going to be right at the uh, right in that first couple heats. And right now, if you look at it the other way, where the super late semi guys that transfer to the feature, they're scrambling because they, they have if no they finish in the top race. four, they got to scale. Then they just have the late model feature and then they get out. This way, it yeah. gives those guys the opportunity that are transferring from the semi. A little bit of time to actually work on their car before the feature. So just a little subtle change you're going to see there with that. Dan, before your time, they used to run the super late model semi feature right before the late, the super late model feature. So you would literally take your top two, and while they were doing hot laps and putting heat into their tires, the feature cars, those guys were scaling and maybe possibly refueling if necessary, and then coming out pretty much right as the green flag was being thrown on the super late model feature. Wow. Yeah. That's a bit of a time crunch. It was a different time back Good then. Good luck working your way from the back to the front. Yeah, it yeah. was a different time back then. You're part of the show, but you're not really part of the show. So. Yeah, you no may kidding. start a half a lap down. Maybe. Yeah. Andy, did, they had to have changed that by the time you got to yeah. the super lates. They changed that. By yeah. Then. I think this was probably back like late '90s, and then probably around 2000. I think they changed that. But yeah, that would make sense. It uh, it, it sure was fun to be, you know, looking into the pits, trying to figure out if that car was going to make it out on time, or the guy who finished third who's just waiting to see yep. if he needs to go over the scales so he can be the next one out. Or the guy that's second, waiting for the first guy to get over the scales and know you're too light, try it again. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, sit and wait. 
Different times. Good times. But no, May, May will be exciting. Yes. Got and all then those things lined up, and then Memorial, Memorial Day, we've Day, also yep. got the Triple 50s, which I think a lot of people are looking forward to seeing that because that's a new new event. Yeah, and so we, we talked about event. that. Yeah, we talked about event. that a little bit, you know, how it really format. makes for good theater, the format does. Yeah. Uh, it'll be really interesting to, to kind of see how that last 50 goes. Oh, yeah. Have you got any indication on how there is a top 15, is a Ten. top... Top 10, so it'll be a 20-car shootout. Plus, yeah, plus provisionals, I'm okay. sure, so 22, 24, yep. So did you find out, can you register as both a... <laughs> I have no idea. Both a tour and a WIR person and I don't think try to get in? Far yet. Or if you're Jeff Van Outenhoven and you have a tour car <laughs> and a WIR car, can you run in both and run see? Both, yeah. yeah, there you go. You know, as a promoter, if it were me, I would say yes, because that's another car on my entry list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come watch this. Yes. <laughs> I, I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. One thing we've talked about before on the podcast, too, is the different shows that we have throughout the year on Thursday nights that are four-tire shows versus two-tire shows. Yep. All those races we just talked about in May are all four-tire shows. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Yep. yep. So you got Tundra Race, uh, you got the opener, and you've got the Midwest Tour Race. Those are all four tire shows. So, so some some cars are stronger when we have four brand new tires versus yep. just the two when we get into June and July. So, so I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. These are all four tire shows. You want to sponsor a race car? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to sponsor tires? <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> I'll give uh, them to you when I'm done with them. Question: Do, do you think we'll finally maybe? break into that 18 second bracket we did last year someone did during officially (laughs) officially yes we did break into it last year with an 18999 at the dixieland but that was in practice so that doesn't count i think it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gotta happen it's gonna happen either at the tundra race or at the memorial day race yeah that's my guess it really has to be the perfect conditions and the one the one thing that typically plays into that is the temperature and the humidity yep um which you could easily have that in may oh yeah um it's so, pretty much exactly like what it is at the beginning and of I, I think the last August. four track records if i remember right so you got dalton's which was the tundra race you've got johnny Sauter's, which was dixieland yep tim rothy's i think was the red race Yep. I mean, obviously, they're all four-tire shows. That makes sense for a reason. But um, it was also just the perfect ideal conditions where mm-hmm. it was, it, you know, if it gets below 60 degrees, I don't know if you get enough heat in the tires fast enough for two I, laps. And I think there's probably something to be said about the amount of rubber that's down on the track yes. at a certain time. Yep. So maybe at the Tundra race, you know, and I, I, it's a, it's I was going to say, you, you can probably answer this better than I could. <laughs> Is there is it kind of a, like a bell curve of how much rubber is good and then how much is bad, or is it as much rubber as gets down on the I track? I wish I had a scientific answer to that. I think there's a lot of speculation. Because I have heard some people say that if a track rubbers up too much, then it kind yeah. of turns into garbage. It might get slick. No it might get oily. It. You know, it's, it's yeah. kind of greasy. Yeah. And they're accurate by saying that, but there's no way to measure it. There's no way to know like what is what is exactly. I right almost amount. feel like, like it, we get in the middle of summer and we have a seven week period where it didn't rain. 
you can kind of see the track start to slow right. down, but there's no way to actually measure that. You know what I mean? To know what is the perfect ideal conditions until you're actually out there. Yeah. I, I think it may actually be more of a bell curve into a, or a bell curve into a plateau. Like it drops into a plateau and then it cliffs. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot of the people couldn't see what you were doing with your finger there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. It starts dropping off a little bit on the other side of the bell curve, okay. and then it just plateaus off. And so there's probably a, a certain amount of rubber that is the perfect amount for a track record. Yep. But then after that, maybe it gets a little too dirty, a little too convoluted out there. And yeah, I think like we talked about before, if you're like the first car out there in mid-April practicing – the track is probably pretty fast, but it's also very dirty. If you're like the fifth or sixth car out there after it's kind of got cleaned off and got some rubber on it, then it's really good. I know a lot of guys that practice in the spring, and they're running like 19.4s and 5s on old tires, and they're just going to dominate the world, but it's just really track conditions. And we've seen the same thing at the end of the year. Um, oh, yeah, that brings up another point. I've seen an 18.9 more than once. Really? Yeah, so right before uh, Johnny D went down to the Snowball Derby, okay. they brought the car yeah, to, right. to oh. practice with the okay. four barrel. And, okay. uh, yeah, I had him on the watch between 18.7 and 18.9 every no lap for kidding. 10 laps in a row. And that was really cool to see. No kidding. 18.7? Lap after lap. 18.7. Yep. So that brings up the point. Should we allow four barrel carburetors again? <laughs> no. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> Try and keep them up above that 19-second limit. Let's see how they do 25 laps into a run with those four barrels. Oh, yeah. I would imagine that those 18.7s would quickly drop down to about 19.7s. <laughs> or less. Yes. And more cautions. Right. Those tires would get Suddenly very, very like worn very quickly. Models. Yep. But that's where you tell where the driver knows what he's doing and knows how to take care of his stuff. That's why you would always watch Steve Carlson or Joe Shear, and they'd be like seventh the whole race. And you'd wonder what the heck they were doing. And then about 50 or 30 to go, here they come, just blowing past everybody. Save your tires. Yeah, they were they were the best at it. I remember watching Joe Shear win many a race that way. Steve Carlson win many a race that way. Just hang out, watch everybody burn up their stuff, and start rolling through at the here end. Yeah. come. Yep. I thought I saved those times, but apparently I didn't. I was going to show you them. The 18s. Aww. The I think, 18s. I think you did post those, didn't you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't go on Facebook very much. It didn't. Apparently it didn't work today. Somebody told me. Yeah. That. Facebook Insta- was down. Instagram like, oh. was too. Instagram they both was were. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Oh, well. Workplace productivity skyrocketed. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I think it probably went down more because everybody was trying to figure out out why it wouldn't work or (laughs) kept hitting refresh, those sorts of things. Yep. Well, boys, what do you say? It's kind of late here tonight. Uh, I think we had some good conversations, certainly a lot to look forward to. We're halfway through the month of March, two months away from racing. we'll, uh, We'll get some more guests on here the next time around and... We'll see what everybody's up to. That's a big thing. Next time we're gonna we're gonna get you what yeah, everybody's up to. Everybody will have their plans kind of finalized. Yeah, we'll I think who, I think a lot we'll of people like are a season still, preview show coming up next. Yeah, I think everybody's still kind of up in the air. So we gotta gotta start talking to some people and figuring out what they're Paint doing. Paint them into a corner and yeah. figure out. Give yep. me your plans. But 
It's good to see you again, Dan. Good to see you too. Get a haircut next time, Andy. Always good to well. see you as always. You as well, free pizza here tonight at the X Bar. Yeah, yeah, don't forget to come. Don't forget to come to the X Bar. If you come on a Thursday, it's one fifty per pint. Four for ten bombs on Friday. All kinds of good stuff. Can't, can't go wrong. Yeah. Got, something got cut off there on the end there. <laughs> something about happy hour here on Saturday. So. Really, there's only one way to... a lot of uh, pool tournaments and yeah. stuff here, too, on Saturday. There's only one way to find out about it. That's to come on down here to the X-Bar in downtown Kakana. And if you're a driver listening who hasn't filled out their ceiling tile yet, there are still several open. Yeah, but they're not in great spots. So if you want a good spot, <laughs> you better come and do it quickly. I think that one over there that's filled out is actually just from the melting snow. I don't think that one's actually yeah. a driver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised mine's still up there. Looks like a third grade art project, but I tried. Hey, Marty Nussbaum's got one up there. Look at that. Ah, there we I go. I didn't see Marty's before. Yeah, right next to mine. That's cool. All right, so if anything, if you want to come down, check out the X-Bar, grab a beer, and at least read some of the ceiling tiles, you'll get a good laugh. Yes. And frrc.us is the website. Fox River Racing Club on Facebook. Make sure you check us out. Keep up to speed with everything that's going on. All right, we'll boys. be racing in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the way. Till we see you again, or hear from you again, or you listen <laughs> to us again, please stay out of trouble. <laughs>